it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. back again after a little bit of a hiatus uh but uh been busy so did, we're back bringing you guys did you say hi anus hi anus that's hi anus that's like mark's wet dream right there so welcome back to another beer phase episode you know what time it is mark what you drinking what you drinking out of uh i have got my handy alamo or no, not Alamo, I'm sorry. My Bayou Battles glass, a little Pilsner. And I'm drinking the beer that they gave us while we were at the uh, Crafting Rally the other day, the freebies. Oh, the did you get, is it the um, the Chanaka one or whatever it Yeah, is? yeah, it's it's the Fetching Hanukkah beer. Um, I started with the uh, that double IPA they gave me, uh-huh. and that was all right. It was from Noble Ray, and they do a pretty good job. But uh, it was still very... Very much an IPA, even though it was doubled up. So uh, the Hanukkah beer clocks in at an 8% alcohol. It's pretty good. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it again, but since it's free, I've, I've got to honor that and drink it. So it's not terrible, just nothing spectacular. What about you, Ryan? I'm working on a uh, Santa's Private Reserve Ale from Rogue, uh, and I'm drinking it out of an Alamo glass, the Alamo 10th Anniversary 20-ounce tumbler. Well, it's a rogue, so it's pretty hit and miss. What What are you thinking so far? Um, it's kind of a miss for me. I've been yeah. on a stout kick lately, and it's too, very yeah. much not a stout. Um, it almost feels like an old ale after the coffee stout I had earlier. Okay. And it's a red. I think they call it a red. So it's not bad. It's just being it's surrounded just by other really, really good <laughs> yeah. beer on my palate. Right, it's just rogue. It's just we're gonna make a really good beer, a really bad beer. We don't have yeah. it in between. Yeah. It's either gonna miss way big or or hit it right out of the park. Yeah, cool. Uh, what are you drinking, I, Jeff? I am drinking the Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, which is pretty damn good. I got a six pack the other day when I was with uh, Mark, uh, yep. and uh, pretty much finishing that off right now. Uh, nice, nice, easy porter. This is a little bit of vanilla on the back end on that, but uh, I think you can get Breckenridge pretty much anywhere. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a good vanilla porter, Breckenridge vanilla porter, recommend it. So so without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into the uh, lineup for the evening because we got a lot to cover and it's been a while. So um, 
let's go ahead and start off with some Alamo wrap up, and we'll let uh, we'll let Ryan take it away with that since he is our Alamo TO and give us the breakdown on what happened, who showed up, and how everything went. Absolutely. Uh, we had a lot of people decide they were done with Warhammer and didn't want to come to Alamo, even if the promise was to get drunk and throw awake for it. Um, I tried to provide a great eulogy at the start, but I got drunk and got distracted. You know, it happens. Um, <laughs> from a TO's point of view, it was a very smooth tournament. We only had one bad game given out the entire tournament, which is a rarity. Alamo tends to have some very contentious top tables. Um, you know who you <laughs> so it was, it was good from that point of view. We got everything done on time. Um, we had a special guest, Mr. Ronnie Renton of Mantic Games, come down and spend pretty much the whole weekend with us. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it was great hanging out with him. I think he was very impressed with the Texas tournament scene. Um, a lot of guys took the time to engage him and talk about him, even some of the guys that weren't sold on Kings of War at all. Uh, I know he and a couple of the Leadership 2 guys spent 30 or 40 minutes during a game talking, and they left with, okay, we'll give it a try. So it was great from Mantic's point of view as well. Um, yeah, and those were dudes that were just like, nope, it's not for us, and they hadn't yeah, even played it. Yeah, not happening. It was, yeah. it was funny. They'd come out, and they were like, oh, we're going to troll him so hard. <laughs> and they walk away like, I kind of want to play his game now. Yeah. And plus, he, he went out and played Dizzy Bat with us, and I'll respect any CEO that plays Dizzy Bat with us oh hooligans. Right, I got such a boner for him right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm sold on Kings of War, even though I suck at it. Uh, how did you guys think it went from a player's perspective? It's one thing to be behind the table; it's another thing to be playing on them. Yeah, I mean, I man, it's Alamo. I don't know how it could it could be a bad thing. I mean, we had party bus on Friday night; that was great. You know, when you go to Alamo, you know you're going to kind of the party tournament for the season you don't really if you're showing up to just play hardcore and win you're probably going to the wrong tournament you want to hit one of the other ones for that um but you know obviously still competitive atmosphere um i i thought the caliber of player this year was good i thought the attitude was good you know everybody could be all pissy about the game being gone but it was less about the game and more about the atmosphere for pretty much everybody there everybody there was having a good time um i don't know if anybody that was said oh man this this that the other thing could have been better so i mean i i think i think it was great i think it was a great way to say goodbye to warhammer um at least i was hoping to say goodbye to it at that point spoiler <laughs> alert but um so um i had a great weekend you know I, I'll, I'll be there every time one, one of my local guys uh from my group uh, mike dieter he he went out to his first alamo and he just was like oh my gosh i what have i been missing out on you know he'll he'll totally never miss one again i'm sure if it's up to him so yeah mike hung um, out with us uh me and ryan saturday night after everybody yeah. else took off yeah so all in all it was it was great i mean had a had a great time wouldn't have changed a thing everybody everybody was awesome got to play a lot of really cool dudes everybody i played was in contention for my best game vote that's how good my my schedule was so from the to's point of view that's what we want to hear right mark how was it for you um i i, I echo a lot of what jeff just said um yeah man uh it you know i've, I've been to so many alamos that it, it didn't feel different even though 
you know, knowing it, it was the last Warhammer Alamo that we were going to have, it, it felt different from that perspective. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was, it was a good cathartic weekend. Um, I, I, I got to have a lot of FaceTime with Ronnie. Uh, he sat in the, in the bar and watched football with me, which he didn't understand. And, you know, good on him for trying to, trying to care about it when we were getting our asses kicked. But... Yeah. To be clear, American football. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, fun college, to college. <laughs> figure out rules. Uh, yeah. so yeah, it, you know, and, and, and we sat there and body color each other, a couple of beers and then, uh, he he went out and played dizzy bat with us, so that that was a spec a spectacle in itself. He's he's really he's really good at it. He's um, better at it than I am. Folks. I, he's I'm better at it than I expected really good at most of the people to be, and he was probably the best person that played it that night. So, uh, pretty impressive there. Um, even though I played dizzy bat, I didn't get jacked up doing it. I got jacked up in the hallway chasing Ryan, uh, <laughs> holding like two beers, and I jacked my knee up for like a good three weeks. So you know, I had I had scars, so that that felt good coming home from a from a Alamo with that. Uh, like Jeff said, um, I played five really good opponents over the three days because I actually played early on Friday, and then uh, played my Saturday two games and then my Sunday two games. So it was a nice relaxed weekend for me, I guess. But yeah, every single person I played was in contention for for my best game. So it was it was really tough, and I can see how hard it was for people to give out votes because the caliber of guy that was is at that was at that tournament, you know, you look at everybody who came in from California and uh, you know, from the the East Coast even. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Warhammer was there. Uh, my just, game one challenge, baby. Uh, he played me game two. So or maybe it was game four. I can't remember which. Uh it was one of the games. <laughs> that's that's how good and drunk I was. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, it was it was just it was a good it was a good all-around Alamo. Um, it felt it felt really bad to leave, but it was, you know, I know it'll be there next year, so I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. It's worth mentioning. Uh, Jeff Swan has the dubious distinction of having won the last Alamo Warhammer tournament. I know. I demanded a recount, but I recounted it. Didn't change anything. <laughs> yeah. I put the scores up and went, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Not only I did he win the last Alamo, he won the last South Warhammer GT. That's true. Poor Jeff. When he when he announced me, there was no one more shocked in the room that I had won it because I mean, me doing the math in my head, I was like, oh, cool, I placed like you know fourth or fifth, something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. No, actually, I got every single sport vote in the room, <laughs> so. It put me in first place by like not even just like a point. It was I think I you took like first by like or eleven ahead. or twelve yeah. points. It was you won like, it by six. You got all best okay. games except for one that you got a second best game on. Right. Oh gosh. I was like, how how is this possible? Like, I was there was no one more shocked in the room than me. Believe me, I I had no clue. Cause well, when, when they done... when they read off sports, and I was like, "Whoa, Jeff didn't get sports. What what went on?" I know. I was like, "Wow, man, <laughs> I, I had a great schedule too." Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I ended up I ended up taking it, which unfortunately means that uh, I'll be playing Warhammer in at least one more tournament. <laughs> so, I, I I'm gonna like going to Masters, I guess. But I mean, like, I can't turn it down because. Because uh, I'll cut your that, balls off. Yeah, because Mar- a Mark won't let me, um, and B Ryan won't let you. B Ryan won't let me. So uh, I, I'll I'll be there. Uh, 
to the last uh, Masters for Warhammer. I'll probably just copy-paste what lists I've been playing. But, um, yeah, man, it was it was a great time. I think I was more happy to uh, just be there for the weekend than anything else. So, uh, great, great, uh, great couple of opponents, man. Uh, couldn't, could not have asked for a better schedule. I'm glad to hear it. I got the feeling it was the send-off everyone wanted it to be. Everyone that was there really seemed like they were there to have fun and not really to win. Um, a lot of the guys that went there to be competitive had rough first and second round matchups, and then they just they sort of embraced the flow of everyone's having fun and really went with it. Yeah, I definitely did not take a list to win. <laughs> I copied and pasted my exact list from last year and just clicked submit. <laughs> so it was it was just what I, what do I have ready? This is what I'm taking. Well, so. and and something worth worth mentioning um was that even though we were playing warhammer all weekend there was a good six to eight to ten people playing kings of war all weekend yep. on the side tables next to us too so yeah, yeah we had a whole row set up for kings of war we had five tables for kings of war that were pretty full all weekend yeah, yeah i mean and, uh aaron chapman quit quit playing warhammer after day one and just sat there and played kings of war for the whole rest of the tournament time yeah. so yeah, we had an emergency drop uh, Saturday night. Someone had to go home for a medical emergency, and Aaron's like, well, I'll just go play Kings of War. Good for him. It made right. my life a lot easier not yeah, having to break out the ringer. But, I mean, it was funny because everybody's like, hey, you know, Friday or, or Saturday night, we're going to play Malifaux, we're going to play War Machine, we're going to play this, we're going to play that. You know, some people were talking about playing Age of Sigmar. The only other game I saw played was kings of war i didn't see anybody else pull out any of those models and i asked them later i was like I there was no one that was ever gonna play a <laughs> sigmar let's be real there no wasn't no anybody just, there. no people said that they were gonna come up and play age of sigmar i swear to god mm-hmm. but hmm. i mean like i said none of them came and, to be and fair i would have actually liked to have watched how other i'm, I'm sure <laughs> you would have appreciated that but no i mean that's that's what i'm getting at is like i went up to the guys and i was like i thought you guys were gonna play war machine and they're like uh we got we got distracted or whatever yeah so just Fair interesting side note there you know well uh did you get any feedback i know it's been a little while ryan but uh, have you gotten any feedback from the players um you know at, usually at i get Usually I get six or seven emails about here's what you can do better, here's what you can do differently. I haven't gotten a single one. I don't know if everyone was just like, okay, that was the release I needed, or if I just did it perfectly. I doubt that's the case. Every TO, you know, overanalyzes what they did wrong and has things in place for how they can fix it next year. I mean, what do you what do you really expect them to email you? It's it's going to be a different tournament next year. Uh, it's, that's it's, a lot. It's going to be it. the same feel, but like, what are they going to say? I didn't like this scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, cool. We're not playing that. Yeah, you can't anymore. criticize scenarios. You can't criticize rules discussions. You can't really criticize, you know, paint because paint's always an arbitrary thing. Yeah, I, I think that's why you didn't get emailed. I I don't think it's people's disinterest or their dissatisfaction with with Alamo or anything. I think it's just the game's done. Yeah, there's nothing else to add that would be useful in any way. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I I am more excited to go play Kings of War there next year than, you know, anything else. I'm sure it's going to be quite the atmosphere. I'm I'm hoping you know we can get Ronnie or something like that back out there again just to see, so he can see the trans, you know, the transition mm-hmm. from one game system to the other and how it how it's going to change. So 
Can yeah. can we do a quick aside to to throw out props to to Jody Stubblefield for oh, totally. completing the room challenge? To, you need to you need to go over this, Ryan. Yeah. So go over the challenge and what transpired since you saw it firsthand. Uh, I missed a lot of it, sadly. Okay. Um, he there was down was a, a couple table, tables from a, me. Well, there was that's, a game that's one I'm glad challenge. I, I played my first game on Friday, so I could walk around they, on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> they each had a bottle of rum. One bottle of rum got consumed. Mr. Jody Stubblefield drank his entire bottle of rum. By the third turn. Then he helped his opponent finish his bottle of rum. And then his <laughs> opponent went to go have a nap, and he finished the day without any ill effects. So props he, to Jody Stubblefield for being a freaking liquor devourer. He, he started a second bottle. Uh, so he, he finished he, Cody's He bottle. finished the first bottle by third turn of first game. He started his second bottle, not his opponent's, but his second bottle. I, I'm, I'm sure he helped Cody drink some of his too. But um, he started his second bottle of, I think the prize was Malibu. And he yeah. finished that halfway through the second game. <laughs> so he drank two <laughs> bottles of rum in like six hours. Dude's a beast. I am in awe. He's a fucking man. If, yeah, there was no question who the Iron Liver Award for for the tournament went to. I mean, no. there was no one even in the ballpark. Props nope. to Cody for trying. I mean, I've seen Cody drink like a motherfucker, but Jody just took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, that was uh, Age of Sigmar level drinking. Enzymes <laughs> drinking. It definitely, it definitely ended Cody's time. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, that pretty much covers Alamo, unless you got anything else, Ryan? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. Sounds good. Um, but you also participated in something the weekend afterwards. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh... I I was a little busy because I, I was in Cancun for the weekend, so I couldn't participate. It was, you know, it was between do this or go to Cancun and drink lots of free cerveza and margaritas. You so. know, I'm I'm hearing excuses and cop-outs from you, Jeff. <laughs> I, I was tailgating like a um, Rob Fennell so from the boys over at uh, Countercharge had issued a challenge to us to send someone along for their army in a weekend challenge. Yeah. And I accepted the nomination because I'm an idiot and thought, well, Alamo will be done. I'll have nothing else to do. Wrong. Um, so I came home from Alamo Sunday and opened models and started assembling for this challenge. Um, I ended up building a thousand points of a herd list in three days, priming them on the fourth day, and then the fifth day was Friday, and I started painting and painted them all in about 15 or 16 hours. Um, I wasn't able to paint them to my normal standard, but I was able to get them to a tabletop standard where I wouldn't be embarrassed to show them off, so... It was a very hilarious process. Um, I've never painted for hard deadlines like that before. It was a big kick for me to go, and I'm done with this layer because I don't have time to spend another hour on this model. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think that the whole point of that one was to be like, hey, this is just to prove how fast you could get a tabletop-ready army. And like, let's be fair, like a lot of our painting is is higher standard than all what is out there in the community and at tournaments you know yeah um i guess you could make the qu the technical claim i didn't finish on time i finished my army at 2 a.m monday morning um i didn't get them done by midnight sunday Fucking um, cheater. but 
but the excuse I use is my daughter's birthday was Saturday, so I could only work Saturday night. I couldn't work during the day at all. And then I spent all day Sunday at Worst Fest, which is a beer and bratwurst mm-hmm. festival in San Antonio. So I got really drunk with the family and came home and put the kids to bed and started painting drunk, which is great. I'm fantastic when I'm drunk painting. But I didn't have any time other than Saturday and Sunday night to do now work. Now who's making excuses for drinking? Hey, uh, at least I finished. If I don't start, then I can't finish. I always finish. <laughs> Whether she does or not. <laughs> In typical fashion, I finish second. Oh, chicka chicka. Giggity goo. Yeah, I, I, I listened to their cast for the coverage for the Army in a Weekend. Sounds like they had quite a few people participate in it, and Colin was in it, and uh, Mark Selinski, and a bunch mm-hmm. of those guys. So awesome, man. I, I think that's I think that's great, challenging the community to take on something like that. So It was a lot of fun. I had a blast on social media just throwing random pictures of what I was painting on there. Um, I was sad my schedule didn't allow me to jump on with any of the podcast stuff, and I only got to do one of the Google <coughs> Hangouts because by the time I was starting, everyone else was going to bed because people don't believe in staying up till 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I don't know why uh, not. Bunch of bitches. God. Yeah. That's just, uh, I was disappointed. Like, oh, I've, I've always heard of this 3 a.m., but I've never seen it. Next time yeah. I'll challenge West Coast guys because at least then they'll be up till 1. Yeah, but they got to have someone who can paint first, you know. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> no, it was a good challenge. I think it got a lot of a lot of uh, perception on Kings of War out to people. You know, we were debating lists back and forth. We were talking about counts as stuff. Um, I broke pretty much every rule they had about what your army can and can't be. I think they said you can't spend more than $100 on your army, and I'm pretty sure I spent $100 on every freaking unit I took. Well, but let's be fair, you were using... Yeah, full disclosure, I used uh, Mercia miniatures for everything <clears throat> yeah. in the army, so I was paying you know, $40, $50 for one of my Temple Guardians, or temp, uh, Guardian Brutes. Yeah, and when so. you take a horde of those, that's a lot more money than you think. No, but I got the, it's the same prices, so it was the same hard. amount of money as I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I I like having a little friendly rivalry going between some of the podcasts. I know they're a lot more prevalent than we are because we right, don't right. do much. We just drink a lot. Well, I mean, priorities, man. Yeah. <laughs> But it was fun being a part of it. Um, I would do it again after a second or third thought. There would be slight hesitation. And maybe a better weekend would not be as annoying for me. Right, yeah. That weekend, uh, right at, right after Alamo? Boy. Yeah, but on the flip side too, it's done another thing, and it's just it's revved my hobby engine. Um, Army in a weekend finished, and I was rolling right back into painting the next day. Um, I'm trying really hard to get my herd army done in time for Lone Wolf. So it, it was a good motivator to me to start because sometimes I'll look at models for weeks on end without actually putting brush to them, just trying to figure out color schemes, figure out basing. So not having to think about that stuff and just jumping in with painting was a very refreshing way to begin a project. Nice. 
It sound like uh sound like Rob did uh, his ogres like a cool color scale and stuff like that. You and you and Rob were the guys that were on at the same time frames. It sounded like. Mhm. So. He and I were on, and then I can't remember. It it's possible I was drunk for the one hangout I was on. That was I think the possibly. night after Worst Fest, and I was uh not anything resembling fully functional. <laughs> You mean I have to buy beer tickets? Well, that means I have to spend all my beer tickets. Duh. You can only buy your father-in-law so many beers. That's not true. Uh, It is for my father-in-law, whom I love dearly, but he takes a very mature approach to drinking. Whereas I make his daughter drive me home. Right, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, I think with that, we'll take a uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back with a new beer phase. Guys, we need a bumper to share with the other Mantic podcasts. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourth of Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast presented by John. I want to be an individual. Dan. Nick. Can I go to the toilet, please? And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at O4FootSnake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerve check. Anything but snake eyes. All right, we're back with a fresh beer phase. Mark, what are you drinking? What are you drinking out of? Uh, all right, I uh, switched over to my... Uh, where's the emblem on this? There we go. My uh, my Lakewood Pilsner, where it says there are many beers, beer glasses. <laughs> there are others like it, but this one is mine. You know, the old, uh, the old mm-hmm. rifle insignia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am drinking, you know, because what chases a a Hanukkah beer better than a German beer? So I I went with a Hofbrau original. Damn. Uh, the last one, yeah, I know, bad joke. Um, <laughs> Damn. Son. Hey, it's been like seventy years. We're all right. We're good. Too soon. Too soon, Mark. Hey, soon. hey, we won. <laughs> we won that war. So it's all right. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm drinking the Hofbrau original. Uh, the last one out of that six pack that we bought um a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just just cool, clean, crisp German beer. Love it. Great. Good way Sweet. to finish the night. I decided to uh, crack open a Distill uh, Goes, uh, which is uh, the Wild Sour Goes. Um, wanted to go completely opposite of what I was, and I'm still drinking out of my Oscar Blues Piner glass here. So I... I, I noticed this because I've said it too. We've both been listening to a lot of uh, Counter Charge, mm-hmm. and and Rob says "crack in" like all the time. Has anybody else noticed that, or is it just for, me? Uh, for what? Like just, anything? He's he's like, let's crack into the subject. Crack, crack in, in, yeah, 
yeah. know, that crack open. Or I haven't noticed, I but just, I only just, just finished e- the uh, third episode bird. that Jeff was on, so I'm a little behind. R- Rob is <laughs> Rob is hooked on crack. That's that's all you need to know. Right? He likes the crack. What are uh, you drinking, Ryan? Uh, yeah. I'm drinking a Czar Imperial Stout by Avery because I am on that stout kink. Kick and kink. Kink. Um, wow. I like all stout. right. Wow, that'll come back to haunt me. Um, it's uh, 10% <laughs> this year from Avery Brewing, my favorite brewing company in America. Um, and I am drinking it out of my Black Orc Bach glass because I'm too lazy to go get another one. All right, well, uh, we're going to roll into our new segment here uh, where we're talking about a uh, little, <laughs> little contest called Brush with Death. Uh, I think uh, Ryan has the details on that for us. Absolutely, I'll jump in on that. Um, About two or three months back, uh, Mantic was releasing their November release schedule, and they had a bunch of previews of their models up, and people were less than kind about the models that were being shown. Um, It was the Abyssal Dwarf on the Half-Breed, the Elf on Dragon Rider, a bunch of others, and people were just not happy about the models. And a number of us got out there and we're going, they're not bad models, it's just they're not hiring amazing painters to do their work. They're doing basically employee paint jobs. So we challenged ourselves to grab a couple of the best painters in Texas and the Arkansas, Louisiana area and see what we could do with Mantic models. Um, so the challenge is Brush With Death, Texas. Uh, Brush With Death will be the Mantic version of the Golden Demon in years moving forward, and we're calling it Texas because it's the best goddamn state there is. Right. You know. um, the participants, uh, don't think this list has changed, are Jeff Swan, Jim Bailey from San Antonio, Robbie King and Edward O. from Houston, Blake Dixon from Little Rock, uh, Nate Culver from uh, Austin, and Jaron Pan- Panman, and I, I believe he's another Houstonian, and then me from San Antonio as well. The challenge is to get a Mantic model or troop or larger if you want. Get it out of the box. No conversions, just gap filling. uh, And paint it to the best of your ability. Uh, We're not emphasizing basing. Uh, Everyone's got to do just static flock and paint bases. And the goal is to just paint them up as good as we can and put them out there for the world to see that Mantic models are good. It's just they're, you know, they're not paying the greatest painters out there to paint them because great painters are expensive and that increases how much your models cost. Well, and, and that, that kind of goes into what a lot of what people used to say about some of the GW models that would roll out and they'd go, Oh, that, that thing is terrible. It's horrible. And then somebody that knew what they were doing would paint it and you'd see it and go, Oh, it's actually a pretty cool model. So I I get the concept behind it. It's It's a good idea. So that's the challenge before us. We're going to get them all painted up, and I think Jim Bailey has arranged one of the old heavy metal guys to do the judging for us, Dave Taylor, uh, who I'm told is pretty much a household name among Wargaming. Um, I'm familiar with this stuff, and I don't read magazines or any of that shit. So it should be a fun little challenge. Um, Jeff, you're in on this. What are you painting up for it? I am uh, painting up the 10 succubi, since I would be the only one that could get my hands on them. Uh, I won them at Alamo for taking first place. Ronnie handed them out to me for 
uh, taking first place uh, at Alamo, and it was fortunate because I've been waiting to get my hands on the Abyssals um, since they're not available yet, and I did not get in on my Kickstarter. Great models, super good detail. I'd say they're they're on par with a lot of what GW has. Um, I'd say their quality is pretty pretty close to as good as the Dark Elf Witches. Um, a lot okay. of a lot of the same quality, good sharp detail and stuff like that. They're the, about the same scale. Um, they're dynamically posed. They're they're pretty good. There's a little bit more fine detail on some of the witch models, but I actually really 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 like these succubi models. So I'm trying to uh, do something fun with them to uh, to get my theme going for the army. So oh, excellent! Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, um, I think I'm like one of the only people actually doing a, a regiment. <laughs> I think so. I think everyone else went with bigger units to uh, yeah. emphasize the model rather mm-hmm. than a rank and file. Um, I'm doing the Elf Dragon Kindred Lord because it was the main model in dispute when the challenge was originally thrown. That was the one everyone hated the most. Um, I can't tell you how many times I was told, well, that looks like a toy. Well, it doesn't, but then my kids play with McFarlane dragons for their dragon toys, so I'm kind (laughs) of biased a little bit. Um, I've got mine together. I've got a lot of paint on it right now, and it's not a Mercia model. Um, You know, I'm used to painting some of the best resin models there are out there, and it's not that quality, but then I didn't pay for that quality. Right. You know, what I paid for this dragon is what I would pay for an ogre-sized model from Mercia. And for what I paid for it, it's a pretty good sculpt. Um, there's a lot of detail in that model that their studio paint job did not capture. So I'm eager to show off what I've got done on it. I hope to get another blog post up in the next couple of days about where I am in the process. Um, for those of you listening who want to check it out, We've got a blog going for the whole contest. It's brushwithdeathtexas.blogspot.com. I encourage you guys to check it out. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, and we'll just be keeping that. Uh, we'll just be keeping that updated uh, as we as we're making progress on them. I'm literally painting up one of my demo models right now to try and get my color scheme down. So uh, it it just be cool to get other people's you know thoughts on on different color scales and stuff like that for doing it other than what's going to be out there for me the challenge is everybody i feel like a lot of people are going to do just red demons for their abyssals and i don't i don't like just doing an army-wide red scale like i've never really liked corn because it's just all red to everything and mm-hmm. it's just not it's not my flavor so um I'm just trying to stay steer away from doing that so it'll be it's hard for me to uh, just do the regular static, you know, flocking on the on the basing and stuff because I, I want to do something dynamic. But what I'll do is I'll just get them all done, get them all basically based, and then I'll I'll just pull them all off and do some cool OSL and stuff on them afterwards. So yeah, I'm sort of in the same situation you are. The dragon I've got really looks like it wants to be perched up on something tall, right, staring right. down at the battlefield. But the way the uh, contest rules are in place we can't do something like that because we're emphasizing the model not basing yeah. it's not me complaining it's just a note right. for yeah. me it's um, just, uh, yeah, I will probably just... never ever do an elf army so this is something no, I'm painting same. just for fun yeah I just, I just stay away from elves in general they're too everybody's go to for my my tastes so 
Well, other than that, um, what have you guys been doing for Kings of War prep? Because we are coming into the new season. We no longer have that dirty war word going to be having to be used all all the time. <laughs> um, we'll we'll be we'll be switching everything over to Kings of War this next year. What do you guys think you're going to be working on? What do you what are you most excited about for this year? I mean, we're, we're really going to start ramping up quick. I know it's, it seemed like a long ways away, like three months ago, but shit, it's it's December already, guys. It's midway through December. <laughs> First Kings of War tournaments in, what, four or five weeks? I can't believe it's even that close. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's four weeks away, and the... That's that's a good plug, Ryan. Um, I haven't Shiloh got a, still has I haven't spots. got a hotel room yet. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't either. Uh, you want a room? Yeah, well. Oh wait, my, wait. You're taking my wife's a wife. gonna go too. Okay. Yeah, wife and kids. I am. Um, so share a bed. It's just Mark. He doesn't take up yeah. much space. I'll, I'll cuddle. cuddle the wife can sleep we'll on the couch. We'll cuddle up. If your wife's not going, then you can chill with us, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure Lindsay's going if your wife's going. But anyway, yeah. yeah uh, anybody who hasn't heard about it, Shiloh Slaughter uh, is coming up. Uh, they've got a web page. If you Google it, you can find it pretty easy. Uh, it's a great tournament that's run out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, they've been running for a lot of years. Uh, I've only gone up for the last two or three. Uh, it's a great tournament. It's kind of a long drive for me, but it's it's worth it every time I go. Um there's a lot of cool stuff to do in the off time. And Brian Priest runs a really tight ship, so it, it's a good tournament all around. Um, yeah, man. Uh, lists are due January 4th, so I oh have to come up with a Oh, list. my God. Yeah. It's it's coming That's, up, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, at least you've been getting Lone Wolf primers in, so you've that been That wasn't even on my radar stuff. until we just said it. Well, <laughs> you know. I, I wasn't Jeez. thinking about it until I, I think I listened to Brian's podcast with Countercharge the other day, and he, he mentioned the due date, and I was like, oh, shit, that is, that is like, right around the corner. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And it's my it's busy terrifying. time of work and everything else, so I'll I'm be lucky if I get I'm not even time. going. What, you don't think you're going to go? Uh, I won't make it. I can guarantee that one for sure. It's a long drive for you. It's twice as long for me. Yeah, but um, jump in the car with Jim Bailey. He's going to run up to my house, and then we're going to roll out to uh, to Fayetteville. That was the idea. It's, temp- it's tempting as hell, but I've got something else really close to that that is going to preclude my time, I fear. I mean, my wife's birthday is like a couple weeks before Shiloh, so... <laughs> The fact that I I get to go to Shiloh is is, you know, impressive. No, I'm picking my battles on tournaments this year. If I want to go to Moonshine, that means I can't go to Shiloh. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, or if I definitely. want to go to Hot, I can't go to Shiloh. Oh, you got to go to Hot. I mean, we've got to do a Hot tournament this year. Um, I say we just all drop Masters and then we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if I had it no, to do again, do I probably that. wouldn't be going to Masters this year. Mm-hmm. Irrefundable tickets, Jeff. You were uh, not know, dropping I masters. <laughs> I, I did irrefundable too, so I'm going because I paid money. So I'm gonna go. I go. I'm going because I pay money. Put my casket on the plane. I don't care. I'm going because <laughs> it's a middle finger to guys that go. Ryan shouldn't be there. Well, let's be fair. <laughs> I do everything well except play the game. 
I'm like top five at every other aspect as long as the game's not a factor. Right, yeah. I am the best checkers player ever. <laughs> Are we going to do competitive Hungry Hungry Hippos? I'm good for that. Oh, dude, I would be so down for that. Seriously, not even joking. <laughs> so, Ryan, have you been playing Kings of War at all? I have. I've gotten six games in so far. Um, three with my Ogres, and then two with my Herd list, and one with just a random undead list that I threw together because the models were downstairs. Um, I am a whopping one in five. Um, I did not read realize how much I used random charge distance as a crutch in ninth or in eighth edition Warhammer. Um and so I play against uh Jim Bailey and Justin Belusiker, two of the best generals San Antonio has, and they just keep cleaning the tables with me. Um I even got a game in against Nick Myers Orcs and he beat me and he hasn't played in a year and a half, so um I'm expecting to do very poorly with Kings of War. When 8th edition Warhammer came out, I got a lot of practice games in, and that's just not an option for me right now with where my personal life is. Yeah, this game will punish you for mistakes for sure. Yeah, 8th edition, I sort of knew if I push this unit, here's what it can kill, here's what it can't. And in Kings of War, I just I don't know the math yet on what I can break, what I can't. Um, makes sense. I will be doing the herd, I know that already. Um, I was going to do an all Mantic list or an all Mercia list, and then I got really drunk one night and ordered some uh, Pharaoh bone grinders from Privateer Press and put wings on them because it seemed like a funny idea for me to do harpies that were pigs <laughs> that were flying. Nice. So I'm gonna have a few of those in there because I got drunk and built them. Um, but it's it's very much going to be a model showcase army. I'm not expecting it to do very well. Uh, every list I've built so far has been terrible for the herd. Well, the herd is a pretty solid army. The issue yeah. is it's not like um, it, you do have to play it to a high level. Like it's it's going to be the version of like what else, right? So like it's it's very finesse heavy from what I'm yeah, experiencing. I can't yeah. push it forward and win, and that's what no, I like doing. No. Yeah. Play ogres. Uh, ogres will probably be my army for 2017. Um, I've got a bunch of Mercia ogres on order. Nice. I like the Mercia ogres a lot. Will they get there in time? Is the question. Uh, I've got most of them now. Uh, all I'm waiting oh. on is six crossbow, or sorry, twelve crossbowmen that are supposed to come out in June, which means I'll get them because I ordered late, probably in October, November. But that's still going to be plenty of time for Lone Wolf next May, uh, March or April. Uh, April. April? Then yeah, I'll definitely have them done. Um, I've got 90% of my Ogre army. I just don't want to put paint on it right now because I've already got the herd a third painted. How have you guys like been doing with your demo games? Focusing on one project. I've been doing great. How'd the really? uh, Lone Puppy Primer go, Mark? It, it it went good, Jeff. You want to talk about it? You were you were playing it. <laughs> yeah, you ran it. yeah, you ran it. I, I did. Um, the, the whole exercise for me was I didn't want to play in the primer, and thankfully we had even numbers, so I didn't have to. <laughs> and so I got to watch. Um, I've actually watched more games of King of Kings of War than I've actually played. Um, I've probably watched twenty to twenty four games, and I've only played maybe six. 
<laughs> and I think he's watched about 20 of those were mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, and that's the good thing is I, I can kind of get a feel for how everything else plays and how all the other armies kind of interact. Um, but what I really wanted to do for the primer this past weekend was see how the gameplay laid out within the parameters of our scoring environment and um, how the scenarios that we had that I'm trying to convert over. So I'm, I'm doing like conversion efforts to see how that kind of meshed up. So the, the scenarios were really janky and really ill-worded for this first past, uh, past primer. And that was just because, you know, I've been really busy, but trying to get it all converted and then like get it out to everybody. Hey, here it is. And then they're like, wait, what does this mean? Max leadership of 10. And I'm like, just forget that. There's what's no a general. Leadership. Just forget that. Yeah. What's a general? It's it it like pixel general. Group inspiring. Yeah. So like that sort of stuff, that was a good crash test for, you know, what we're going to go through in April. So it'll be nice and clean, hopefully by then. Um, so yeah, I, I I had a good time with it. It seemed like all the guys playing had a good time with it. I didn't have anybody really just outright bitch about anything that went on. Um, you know, Jeff, you, you played the, the games for for the most part. The games were all tight. There were a couple of landslide victories, but not as many as you know I would see in the Warhammer world. Right. And, yeah. And I I think that's because you know there's no way for you to have like oh I've got one model left. Right, um, it's inherent to how the game plays. Yeah. yeah, so it's really hard to get a 20, and yet people are still getting 20s. So um, I don't yep. know if that's difference in player level or, or, or what, but um, in a couple more primers, I think we'll have it figured out, and maybe we'll ratchet it down or, or ratchet it up more to make it harder. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a good experience. Um, I, I definitely came home wanting to write Kings of War lists, and I'm still trying to work on my master's list. And it's just, ah, it's, it's driving me crazy because I keep wanting to flip over and pop open my Un- Uncharted Empires book and I'm like, ah, I, I got to focus on this. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. Like, I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to roll, but uh, got Masters coming up right around the corner too, so. But, uh, yeah, man, the, uh, the turn, the little Lone Puppy tournament was good, uh, it was nice to see what other people were probably going to end up putting forth on their list. It's it's pretty much what I thought. Everybody's going to just kind of play it kind of like it was Warhammer still. So you don't really see a lot of the smaller regiments or anything. Everybody's just going kind of horde, kind of trying to min-max and stuff like that. It's going to be funny when I actually take the list that I'm, act- that I'm taking and <laughs> clean house with it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, seen the, the the list I have been trying to get, trying to get together, and it's it's pretty reliable, man. It's it's all about balance in this game. That's what I'm learning. So yeah, and and I I saw a lot of the gimmick list kind of take off in this one in a three game environment. I I don't know that it'll work in our six game environment. Right. But, yeah. You know who's to say that you know there's there's a scissors to the rock or the, the scissors to the paper. Right. Depending on depending on how that's going to play out, so mm-hmm. I guess we'll see um, in April. But you know, th- there will probably be a lot of evolution right after Shiloh because honestly, whoever wins Shiloh with whatever army they bring, I expect to see that army spike for Lone Wolf. Oh yeah, um, just because the players are going to kind of feed off of 
what 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 has shown success okay i'm going to try and mimic that um and we've seen that you know you know an army would win a tournament like uh masters last year uh the tomb king's army took uh took best general or whatever it was right and then for a lot of our tournaments you would see you know eight or ten tomb king players and you go all right well i guess they just they just kind of latched onto the internet and thought this would win so we'll see how that plays out with uh with with kings of war um i don't think it'll be that different with how kind of the group follows but um the meta is always crazy different from right from yeah. one side to the other yeah well uh speaking of masters nice got... convenient segue there huh yeah so uh mr south to south chair who who's yeah. who's going to the masters this year from oh, man. from right. our you, region you want, you want everybody huh all right give i me want it all and i want up. it now all right. Well, first of all, um, we had a lot of people in high contention this year. Um, and this year, instead of taking the top 10, like we've done in past years, we're only taking the top eight. Uh, so that instead of having to play six games, we only have to play five. Because unlike Kings of War, uh, Warhammer Fantasy is kind of taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... With eight players times eight teams, you only have 64 total. So you can get away with five games as opposed to needing six when you go up to 80. So our, our team in order is uh, Justin Balsack, Ryan Smith, Nate Culver, Stephen Firth, myself, Jeff Swan, Brad McKay, and Nathan Brake. So I, I don't know that this has ever happened before, but 100% of our podcast population has made masters and i don't think any other podcast can vote both you know boast that uh boom boom scoreboard eternal scoreboard <laughs> for fantasy right so yeah uh jeff jeff winning alamo actually vaulted him up into a uh a viable viable position to take Which, over like the spot. seriously seriously people how i played, played soft ass shit all year long I did not want to go this year, man. But Mark is not going to let me not go. Uh, if if I'm going, you're going. And if Ryan's <laughs> going, you're going. So we're going. So what I'm hearing is if I if I kill one of you, then I don't have to go. Uh, I still <laughs> think that that ticket is non-refundable, so you uh, it no matter what. I know. So yeah. Uh, nice. I mean, it should be fun, though. I'm I'm excited. Uh, there, John had said that he was going to run a um, maybe run a Kings of War uh, tournament um, Friday night. Oh no, that's that's absolutely happening. So yeah, so Friday they're, be, they're doing Kings of War. I'm excited for that. So I'd be I'd be super down for that. It's going to be great practice for our Shiloh list. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's probably what I'm going to take. Is just take my Shiloh list and. Uh, get some get some play time in with it so and then it's uh and then it's get my stuff ready for uh lone wolf man i just got a lot of shit to get done a lot of, shit a little to bit get of time done. for lone wolf i mean I, I i know i say this don't think about it now but it's gonna be right on top of us with the way that this year is gone um 
but yeah, I mean, let's let's get through Masters. Let's try and have a good showing, and then uh, let's just just go balls out on uh, Kings of War. Yeah. Actually, actually, Shiloh is right before uh, Masters, so yeah. But we got but, the primer right before that, so we got a little practice in with that too. The uh, back-to-back of them is actually the reason I can't do Shiloh. That makes sense. Yeah, but I think you probably can't really run your tournament thinking, oh man, well, that's going to be a huge problem is that all the Masters players aren't going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't worry about that. I mean, me and Mark will still be going, but my my wife has friends out there that makes it worth the worth the trip for her, so I don't have to deal with the uh, having to gain brownie points to go to that one. So yeah, they're already planning karaoke and shit for us. For yeah, Shiloh. yeah, yeah. My wife was gonna. My wife loves karaoke, man. She's gonna tear it up. She's she's really good at singing. So should be should be fun. It's my it'll be my first Shiloh. So kind of excited it's a good event i had a blast the year i was able to get out there for it yeah i just i want to go to the first first king's award tournament in the south baby i gotta be there you know absolutely especially i think that think uh rob's gonna be out there too so maybe the tournaments that rob's gonna go to that are in our region yeah, actually, with, too. with as many Kings of War players are as in like Ohio and Tennessee and, and that kind of region, um, Arkansas has a better access to them than we do in Texas. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I expect Shiloh to get and Shiloh and, and Rock Wars always do get better out of state populations than the Texas tournaments do. Uh, it's really hard for Texas to convince people to drive, hey, drive, you know, seven hours across state just to get to our tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Texas is one of the only places where you can drive for 11 hours and still be in the same state, just as a heads up. You can go like 14 hours in yeah. some places if, if you're going to the right corners. Yeah. yeah. 14, 16. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. Dan King finally uh, committed 100% to go to Lone Wolf. Should be should be fun. Yep, non-refundable I, tickets. That's right, baby. The way I, to do uh, it. I have been listening to their new podcast. If you guys haven't been, uh, it's uh, called Four Foot Snake, and it it's basically uh, Daniel King and the guys who wrote the rules for Kings of War. Um, they have a podcast now. It's called Four Foot Snake. I'd recommend it totally. They're they're a lot like us. They just they get on. They're just fun to listen to they just talk a bunch of trash and have a good time they're not super serious or anything like that they don't drink like we do but i mean you know not everybody can be awesome well who does i expect better from the brits to be honest dude i don't know man ronnie ronnie threw down man he kept up like a drink heck yeah so Uh, every time i noticed he was out of beer i brought him in other one and he just kept drinking them i don't know if he yeah. was giving them away or drinking them himself but... no he he was buying people drinks too so. no he uh he said uh, he was definitely drinking he said he likes to get pissed which means <laughs> you know he... <laughs> totally different statement over here <laughs> so it should be good we'll, we'll we'll talk to ronnie and get him on and the nearby future and stuff too and talk to him 
Uh, I, I was going to take, I took down my stuff to record, but uh, man, there was so much stuff going on that weekend. It just, it was. There's no way you could have recorded it very that crazy. anyway. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll cut it off here. I got a bunch of other stuff that I have been just crazy, crazy busy. So we'll get this edited and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to y'all again, probably right after the holiday. Probably won't hear from us again before Christmas, but it's it's a small likelihood that maybe you will. So, if you guys don't have a happy holidays, no fuck that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy New Year. Beat the hell out of Louis. Really late. Right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. And you can continue following us on Twitter at humblejeff13 for Jeff. At beerwog for Ryan or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com at cap amr05 for mark at the beer phase all one word for the entire podcast or if you have to contact us by email you know if you want to say something for a long period of time you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com Phase, all one word at gmail.com. My mind race, and I thought, what could I do? And I knew there was no help, no help from you. Sound of the drums beating my heart, the thunder of guns tore me apart. Too kind, you've been thunderstruck.